It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. No, we, I mean, this is this is how it it's starts. just super welcome <laughs> <laughs> i really want to try that some i really want to have the like the npr voice to oh, start. Yeah. yeah david has it do you oh let well, us hear it the npr yeah. no just your your oh. david you do have a good well, all we have to do is voice, just so. get in nice and close to the microphone is, is that what they do just get it nice and close to the microphone but then it's you talk and you talk and then you do the movie guy voice yes then you can go into all right this summer in a world in a one world and this is how this starts david you should pitch your hanukkah movie real quick oh yes right can you do it in your which voice it's in the npr voice no it's in the movie you have a poppy seed in your tooth Mm. That's it's going to ruin the podcast. There's no visuals. I know. <laughs> I told her this morning. I said, you know that pot. She's like, I got to put on my makeup. I'm like, you know that it's a podcast. There are people listening yeah, to it going, right. I can hear the seed. I can right. hear it. It's in there. It's in that How did they do that? <laughs> no. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, let's Go. see. Uh, the, you've heard the story of Hanukkah coming this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Because, yeah. you know. Because it should, right? That's, that's when it releases. Roughly when it, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Oh I'd gosh. watch it. <laughs> I'm Just a Christmas that, movie guy, I mean, so. I could go yeah. many different directions for the plot of that movie. Definitely. <laughs> I don't think it's animated. No. I think there's, not. I think it's live action. Definitely live animal action. Animal Oh, 100%. Though. Yeah. And animal starring whom? I'm almost like Donnie Darko-ish rabbit feeling. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's where I would go with it. Wow. So I mean, that's like hard dark staying true to the source material. Right. Mm-hmm. If you do it that way. Yes. Dark. Yeah. Well, I'm a freaky saying, rabbit for animated Hanukkah. Animated. <laughs> <or> animated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the true story of Hanukkah was animated. <laughs> Originally, it was all a cartoon. Us, <laughs> right? Oh my God. That's what we learned in Hebrew school. <laughs> and it went well, didn't it? <laughs> That's a whole nother. Oh, gosh. No, we want to get to that. Hebrew school, huh? Yeah. All of, all of school? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Like Sunday just, school. Yeah, Sunday school. Okay. Yeah. But is that like your whole, <clears throat> there's a period of time or is there after the bar mitzvah, is that done? Uh, you most decide? kids peace out after the bar mitzvah. I did. But you can, you, you can, did or you didn't? Oh, you I was were... like, get me just to that day and then I'm never coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but David and I read a book years ago. What is that book called? Uh, the uh, My Year of Living Biblically. Okay. Where this guy for a year, have you ever heard of this book? Mm-hmm. He like tries to actually live according to the Bible. Really? Like, literally like following every single Right. Rule Which obviously law. is like, you know, impossible. It's a lot yeah. of animals. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. not, yeah. it's not obviously right. realistic. It's like, right. if your oxen should step on my <laughs> land, I will give you two shekels. Can for I your... borrow some oxen? <laughs> right. But he, in the preface, he says um, that he was... Uh, Jewish in the same way that the Olive Garden is an Italian restaurant. Oh. And so we've oh, you wow. know, stolen yeah. that. We and we always that. say we're Jewish-ish. Ish. Ish-ish. Yeah. We're Jewish-ish. <laughs> and that we're Jewish the same way that the right. Olive Garden's an Italian restaurant. Oh my gosh. Which That's by really the by, we ate it. at the Olive Garden not too How long ago. How did that ago. go? It was, I don't know if I should 
disparage I don't remember something. there being anything Jewish about it. No, it was, <laughs> it was so gross. What? I thought at least wow, it would really? Be <laughs> There's my crap lock. Last time I went there, made me sick. Yeah, it was gross. It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I Sorry, like, Olive Garden. We yeah. don't promote you. Right. Yeah. Well, you this show brought you by the Olive Garden. They class it up like it's a five-star Italian restaurant. And it's like, no, 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 no. No. When you're here, you're family. Yeah. And you all have diarrhea. Yeah. Which is really worse. I had a big nosebleed. You had a nosebleed. I had a huge nosebleed. From Olive Garden? It was probably from the food. No, it was before we even ate. Before we ate. But maybe just the oxygen in the restaurant. It was a weird day. I mean, the whole day was just a shit show. And I think that was why. Olive Garden just doesn't And Leo was like running laps. Our two-year-old was like running laps. We had been driving back east for Thanksgiving and it was uh, in the middle of a, it ended up being a giant like ice storm through mm. the mountains in Maryland. Oh, mm. And so what should have taken us like two hours took us six. <gasps> two hours With we sat kid. on the highway not mm. moving because the snow plows were stuck. They couldn't actually get through oh to plow. So at fi- finally when we got through the traffic we stopped in like an hour outside of DC. I was like, I can't go anymore. No. So we like spent the night at a hotel and I was like, I just want like whatever, all the restaurants were closed. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of backseat breastfeeding going on. Yeah. yeah. So, which, you know, I, you know, look, I'm willing to do. What I know I you are. Do. I know. It's amazing know. how he can stretch his boob from the front seat. It's driving. incredible. <laughs> There's the Donnie Darko thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, oh, but the Olive yeah. Garden. Yeah. The gross. Olive Garden was still open after all of that. Yeah. It was like so in the, the only places. Open. It was yeah. like in the same um, area where the hotel was. Though, okay. So we could like easily get there. Yeah. So that's why we yeah. got there. Yeah. Let Authentic while. Italian food with breadsticks all the exact same size and shape. <laughs> right. All of it. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you get. I think it, it hurts. Yeah. I just remember it hurting afterward. Like yeah. there are so many restaurants though that like I remember about from my childhood. Because yeah. we just moved back to Columbus mm-hmm. after yeah. being away for quite a while. Yeah. And I just have all these memories of these specific places, most of which have actually probably gone out of right. business. Yeah. But when we found one or two of them, we go back there, and yeah. it's like it's Aww. not. It's not the same. So it's so not the like, same. Let's stop going back to these. Yeah, yeah. it's ruining new. my childhood yeah. memories. Make know. new memories. Yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What there's were your... plenty of delicious restaurants in yeah. town. There really that, are. What are you? Liked. What were your places that you? Well, like we went to like the spaghetti warehouse. Oh gosh, you know. Talk um, about your day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, gross. I think there's dust on my pasta. It's called a warehouse, and I didn't expect anything more than this. And it was also like a surprise because he had told me about it and I don't we didn't know that it was still in business and yeah. then I found out that it was in business and one night I was she like surprised we have a special oh, dinner tonight and we tried drove so there and he was like where are we going and then we finally pulled <laughs> up and he's like holy you. shit this place is still open we're yeah. like are we doing a drug deal but it looks exactly <laughs> the same I'm sure yeah I don't oh, yeah. think anything's no, no, changed yeah, it's not changed at all yeah. 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 there was another place I loved going which is no longer in business called Engine House Number no. 5 yeah remember that, that? Yeah. and they would have these uh, it was an old fire station so they came down they the had, poles. Yeah, didn't they? they came down poles. There's one right downtown, right? Yeah, I think so. It was a seafood yeah. restaurant, yeah. which oh you know, probably you're gonna yeah. get you know food poisoning. There's so many great. I remember they had cakes based. with sparklers on them, and they would come down <laughs> oh, yeah. the pole for your birthday, Aww. and that was like the most incredible place yeah. to have your birthday as a kid. 94th Aero Squadron. That's still open. That's still kicking. Which, oh, yeah. right? I never heard. I never heard of yeah. that one. Yeah, it's very big with older crowds, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's right by the airport, and it's basically made to look like kind of like a World War II kind of. That's cool. Airplane museum sort mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, that'd be fun yeah. for a kid. You should it's, go there. Yeah. It's, 
it's they do jazz yeah. there. It's aged, but oh, it's, it I'm looks sure. like it's so been there we. a minute. But yeah, <laughs> we have to update it in a while to the OSU airport diner. Yeah, yeah, which is really fun. They just redesigned that whole like airplane wing, which is awesome. Does he like? Is he into airplanes? He's into everything. Okay, any any moving vehicle. Yeah, right. Planes, cars. He's a top boats. Yep, helicopters. Yep. And he, it's it's fascinating to me that like the sounds that we all just filter out as we age. You know, he, he every time we go outside, he's like, you know, choo choo or yeah. nain, and I am like, not even paying any yeah. attention, and he like you know hears it because it's you know for kids yeah. that's not mm-hmm. a sound that they're used to. So right. it's kind of fat. I yep. love that. I love how he has this this ability to like make us notice things that are happening that otherwise yeah. we just have all these books out. on mindfulness yeah. and all you need to do is just, just pay attention to your two year old yeah. yeah just completely yeah. upend your life and have a kid yeah because <laughs> yeah. that's easy yeah. that's way yeah. easier kids this Ruin is what you your do. life and have a kid we waited a long time to have a kid so you yeah. know what? I think that's a good thing because we didn't really know where kids came from when we had them. We we're like, oh, that's what causes babies. <laughs> well, that was a great month and a half of being married. <coughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we truly didn't have any idea, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, we did. But I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't I think it was that easy. But, yeah, it was quite easy, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was an interesting Christmas barfing. The whole oh, time. yeah. Like, I don't think... I don't think this is food poisoning. <laughs> Love you, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you guys, you said you met in D.C. In D.C. Mm-hmm. How? How'd you meet? Um, let's see. So it's got to be a good story. They look at each yeah. other and yeah. smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, like it was not online. <laughs> yeah, we met. It we did not, not meet online. online. It was just maybe a little bit before that. I don't know. I guess people were meeting. That was starting. Then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we met in 2004. Okay. And uh, I worked at the time for an organization called Greater DC Cares, which was mm-hmm. kind of like um, a volunteer clearinghouse for mm-hmm. DC. Okay. So we did, you know, all kinds of different service projects mm-hmm. all through the city. And that's kind of what I've continued to do is yeah. like nonprofit community engagement stuff. Right. Um, and we had this huge event every year called Servathon where like, you know, 1,200 people would volunteer mm-hmm. uh, at all these different service projects through the city. And so I, you know, was on the team of people who mm-hmm. developed all these projects. And so yeah. the thing that that's funny about Servathon and, and, DC cares in general was that like a lot of it was like seemed like singles mingling things mm. because they'd have like the one day of service, but there'd be three happy hours leading up to it <laughs> to try to like get people to right. sign up to do the yeah. thing and then a big party afterwards. And so, um, I don't know, a month before or something, there was a happy hour that mm. was like, you know, to try to recruit people to come to the event uh, at a place called Buffalo Billiards, which is like, hmm. a, you know, a billiards bar yeah. in D.C., and this guy came walking in. This guy. This, this guy. guy right this here. Guy. <laughs> and, um, I was like immediately taken. Mm. He was wearing chucks, which is like the way to my yeah. heart. <laughs> and he looked like Paul Rudd. He had a little bit more hair back then. A little more. Yeah, he's bald now. <laughs> you listeners at home, he's currently bald. Shave. Quite. Shave quite bald. You still have, the, you have the Paul Rudd face. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, and these bright blue eyes, and he came in, and I was just like, he is so cute. <laughs> and Did you approach? Well, I was like greeting, you know. I was oh. at the yeah. front door like greeting yeah. everybody. Because yeah. um, as I said, I do community engagement. So yeah. I was like you were one of the friendly people you know, <laughs> trying to tell you about the great service we're going to do. Right. And, uh, Cut to my POV. I came stumbling into this place and <laughs> totally wasted. Yeah, I know you were not. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I uh, no, I a friend of mine. It is exactly what she described. Like Servathon mm-hmm. is known in DC as a place to meet. Jacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. so actually a female friend of mine invited me to go because she wanted to meet a dude. And I man. was kind of the wingman. Yeah. And so I came to to help her facilitate that. Okay. Well and done you. Thank yeah. you, Jennifer. Good on you. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. But it was one it was like my one moment of altruism. And like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do some See, that's what karma does. Work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that you know, that's kind of hilarious because he came to this like happy hour mm-hmm. and then, well, we can get, we'll go back to that for a second. But then like, ultimately we end up, you know, dating again after the actual event. And I think yeah. like this guy's super into volunteering and giving back to the community. So like our first few like times of hanging out, I'm like, Big eye roll. this meal delivery program for food and friends? Or do you want to do this, that? And he was like, uh-huh. That neighborhood is dangerous. Right. <laughs> so literally cut to us like driving into bad neighborhoods, quote unquote bad neighborhoods in yeah. DC, and uh pulling up, you know, so that then I can run the meals up to people's homes and he's like sitting in the car. Am I gonna catch a diabetes? <laughs> he's like locking the door. Locked. And I'm going, I'm being like, did you just lock the door? Like, this is my day-to-day like, job. But I'm like taking meals to people's houses and yeah. I'm like coming back to the door and I'm like knocking on the window. Like can it's I, just can me. I, can I come back? I in have now? the password. Right. So, so I peeled away. So I, I sort of quickly realized maybe she tried to carjack me. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't yeah. we so we stuck to other uh types of volunteering yeah. like what you did at the actual day was like we did a few um like like soup kitchen things on christmas over the years uh, oh that's true we know, used to go to the ronald mcdonald house okay. make breakfast stuff, on yeah. christmas morning mm-hmm. with friends but jamie's the good one <laughs> i'm the well, evil we need to know which is which yeah, yeah we do yeah. <laughs> so how long did you guys date then before we're well, still dating. Aww. Yeah, no, actually, it's strange. We're we work together. Yeah, but we're and we have a child together, but we're not a couple. No, <laughs> we're not married. We're not oh, married. I didn't know. Okay, we're not married. We've been Am together I? now for however many years that is. We're, since we're those guys. I can't do the math. That's we're those. 15? It's going on fifteen years 15? this yeah. next month. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a whole story behind that, but you know, yeah, the, that's a whole story. That. Yeah. that's the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. So yeah, we've not. We've not ever gotten married. Okay, so you were in D.C. for a while? We were in D.C. then for a couple of years. We moved to L.A. Uh, to start making haze. We spent about, I don't know, about, about a year and a half, almost two years, uh, partially here in Columbus okay. uh, and also in L.A., kind of going back and forth, mm-hmm. trying to decide if if we like because we were gonna get we thought we were gonna film I mean this is so many things to explain but we were, <laughs> we were gonna get the film uh we thought we were gonna make the film in LA yeah then we thought we, maybe we should make the film here in Columbus then yeah back so we were kind of going back and forth um and then ultimately we decided to move back to Columbus mm-hmm. I mean sorry to DC yeah. we made the movie there so that but then after that we ended up moving to Richmond Virginia for a year okay because David was Playing a college professor at the University of Richmond. Playing the role. <laughs> playing the role of a college professor. What did you teach? I taught film, you and, taught film. and screenwriting. Yeah, you Which school? A, uh, University of Richmond. Okay. Yeah. For a couple okay. Years. Uh, so then we did that. And then uh, I guess we left D.C. like for real, like gave up our apartment in mm-hmm. uh, February of 2015. Six. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then we went back to L.A. Then we went back to L.A. Hmm. Uh, yeah, for about five months. months. Oh wow! And then moved here. Moved here, and then had a kid, and released okay. our film. 
don't do those two things at the same time. <laughs> no stress at all. No sleepless That nights. is a perfect uh, recipe oh for postpartum depression Seriously. and anxiety. It was my gosh. I can imagine. Yes, have a child or move to a new city where you mm-hmm. don't have your support network. Yeah. Have a child. Release the project that you've been working on for, you know, the last decade plus. Um, and then there's that nice sized hole in your life. Right. That, like was, you had this thing right. and oh it's gosh. gone and you're like, right. what am I doing oh. now? Yeah. Open yeah. road. Yeah. And, uh, oh. That was a doozy. Um, yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. And you're not from here. Nope. I grew up outside, uh, outside of Philly. Okay. Mm. But I moved to D.C. like the summer after I graduated from college. Okay. I mean, I think we ultimately moved back to Columbus because we were having a child. And right. And we were starting to yeah. realize that yeah. D.C. is so unbelievably expensive. And yeah. So and just, you have family here. And we have family here. Yeah. I have family here. So I have family here. And Jamie has family here. <laughs> and I think that um, we were just like, okay, this is a much more pra- practical yeah. city for long-term living and for right. having a family. And we have, like, a lot of friends here. Good, yeah. You know, good friends. And since David's parents are here, I mean, we'd been coming here, you know, a couple times a year right. for as long as we've been together. So yeah. it didn't feel like something that foreign to me to come mm-hmm. here. It was very different when we actually made the commitment to being here than, mm-hmm. like, the visiting. Yeah. And I lived in L.A. for uh, five years before I even met Jamie, before I had moved to D.C. And I never really, never grew on me. And when we were going back. We'll post a timeline to the website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we were going back and forth. There's a lot of jumping. We need the the, the visual of the plane going. Oh, yeah. My parents were like, are you guys gypsies? Like, what are you doing? You're moving back and forth and you need to buy a house and have a kid and get a job. And what are you doing? But for 15 years, pretty much we were in D.C. I mean, yes, that was yeah. we would leave home. for like periods of time, but we right, kind but of that always, was the home base kind of. Yeah. And the reason we went back and forth so much between L.A. and Columbus when we were trying to determine where we were going to make the film had a lot to do with financing and mm-hmm. what was going on with that. And what we yeah. kind of discovered from that process is that honestly making an independent film mm-hmm. anywhere but L.A. is yeah. the way best. to go yeah. because L.A. is so savvy <clears throat> to what film yeah. is yeah. that you know and they work with studios yeah. all the time mm-hmm. right so they're used to charging yeah. 10 grand yeah you know an hour yeah. for their you oh know, you'd mansion. like to film in my shop eh right. oh well exactly. perfect yes yeah. exactly. and all the permitting and oh everything i mean we when that's we, an entire industry in oh of course yeah. yeah and when we i mean ultimately we filmed the we filmed the film we filmed yeah. Hayes. um you know, in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we didn't have to pull a single permit for a location. Oh, we didn't pay for nice. a single location. Yep. Um, I think we had to get, like, some parking permits when we shot in yeah. um, College Park, Maryland. But, like, it was just... And people were excited. People thought yeah. it was cool that we were going to film a movie. You know, it was... Instead of getting that sort of jaded, like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean there isn't, like, an, a lobster bisque for crafts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that is really um, important for, like, independent filmmakers yeah. to kind of know. It's just, like, you think... Going to L.A., there's things definitely that, like, going to New York or L.A. is going to make it easier in terms of, like, finding crew or maybe finding, you know, your cast or whatever. But there's a lot of benefit in, like, filming an independent film anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You can always, you know, post your film in New York or L.A. or Austin or, you know, there's lots of people. And then there's lots of, you know, like, you here. Like, there's tons of other options. And, I mean, we lived in D.C. when we were posting the film and, Mm -hmm. like, our um, sound and color and everything was done in New York. And so it was like, we didn't have to physically be where that was happening. David, you know, being in DC, it's super easy to get to New York. So David would take a lot of trips up, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's um, good to have, it's good to be away from the industry. For sure. It's definitely good to have a toe, not even a foot planted in 
Atto. Atto. Yeah. Atto. Either LA or New York. Because we ended up getting a sales agent <laughs> in uh, LA yeah. for the film. And right. so yeah. we had representation there. So all the distributor screenings that they set yeah. up were in New York yeah. and LA. So all of the, you know. But they, you didn't have yeah. to physically do it there. I never met my agent. I've never physically That's met insane. my agent. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I've only wow. done online or or <laughs> That's wild. phone calls. That's it's wild. It's not a bad thing. No, I think it's great. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it would be nice to meet somebody that you're yes, working with yeah, face yeah. to face. Yeah. But obviously, but it's, it's working. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, so wow. that's yeah. amazing. Goodness gracious, it's the world we live in. Well, and it's yes. with technology moving the way that it is. Like, I mean, Hollywood was the center of it all for so long, right. and now, like. Anybody can shoot whatever they need to shoot and, right. you know, yes. still make it look really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I think the industry just in general is changing and there's mm-hmm. kind of these two worlds. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg's afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa Spielberg yeah. doesn't like he Netflix. Hates, he, hates, yeah, he says, don't. You, yeah. What was it like? He, Netflix films should not be eligible for Oscars or something right. like that. Yeah. Like, look, Steve, <laughs> I grew up get, on your get movies. With, get right. with the program. Come on, yeah. man. Take a break. That's like Roger yeah. Ebert saying video games aren't art, you know, before mm-hmm. he passed. Yeah. yeah. And with, I think, the, the other thing that's kind of exciting about now is that with all of the streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, et cetera, yeah. and everything, you yeah. know, everybody else who's trying to get in that game to compete, there's just so much need for content. And, yes. you know, the studios only make you know, six comic book movies a year. So there's only (laughs) so much that can be put out. (laughs) And so I think there's a by numbers thing happening. So let's get the real, the real filmmakers. So much space for indie film. Yeah. Which is, and it's so easy to distribute if you need to. I mean, just uh, you yeah. self-distribute if you want to, or find somebody who can do it. I mean, it's it's yeah. South Park. Golden Age. A, it. South Park had a joke. I watched like a little fra- fraction of an episode from last oh, season right. where they were like, "We should pitch our show to Netflix. They buy everything. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they don't buy everything. No, but, <laughs> only really but good. Stuff. I think I read, <laughs> but they do. I think I read somewhere that they spent twelve billion on new oh content gosh. last year, and now fifteen billion this year. But people are watching it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like we're just going to buy this and let it yeah. sit there and collect. No. And it's genuinely new content, too. Yeah. Like that. I mean, like there's there you are some things that are based on other things and that sort of thing. But most of it is like original yeah. content. And that's yeah. fabulous. That's, yeah. you know, people always say, oh, there's nothing new in movies anymore. It's like, but there are. There are. Yeah. You can watch Haze. Yeah. Yes. yes. Watch Haze on Netflix. Right now. <laughs> but that, I think that that's what I like about it is that I don't, I'm a schmo. I don't know that a Netflix original is not, you know. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel. Doesn't any make a difference. difference. No. Because right. as a parent, great. I don't know when movies come out anymore. Of course. No. Right. And I'm just like, I mean, like, I've got two kids. And like, I mean, I occasionally get time with my wife to go out and see a movie. But if it comes mm-hmm. on Netflix, we definitely mm-hmm. see it come right. on, you know? I so. will say, though, that, like, when um, when we were finishing Haze and, you know, trying to figure out what, you know, what kind of distribution it was going to have, um, it was, like, not, I mean, we did not think it would be on Netflix. Right. Yeah. Because when you look at what they do buy, I mean, first of all, a lot of what they're doing now is, you know, creating content Original that are stuff. TV. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. we also had been told, you know, along the way that in the period of time from when we started our film to when it was being distributed, they were not buying as much, um, you know, outside produced content yeah. that had been produced outside. Yeah. You know, films. And if you look at their content, it's a ton of docs. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. ton of comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And 
like stand up, like like stand up comedy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. the the movies that they're buying are, you know, there's usually at least one person that you've seen before, mm-hmm. whether it's a you know, it's a like TV the Hallmark show. feel. To yeah, it. I mean, yeah. it's just there's somebody that you've seen before, or maybe someone directed it or produced it or something. Like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of movies that are like ours. Truly that's like there's literally yeah. nobody in our movie you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, was a calculated decision. You yeah, know, we talked yeah. about the fact that at one point. Our, our reps were talking about casting Justin Timberlake in the yeah. lead, and that's of course a calculated imagine. decision because obviously that's that a hard means... decision to make too. Because yeah. like yeah. I mean, yeah. even Star Wars relied on some star power, and that's the in, formula. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be in a movie theater yeah. on three thousand screens, you yeah. have to have star yeah. power. You have to have yeah. one at least right. one person. That's why it hasn't worked yeah. for me yet. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing is like that the nature and you know. Watch Hayes on Netflix to see why. Uh, <laughs> the nature of the movie, which is a movie about uh, fraternity life, and, yeah. but not the Animal House version. It's a yeah. very raw, it's authentic very raw. thing. And our whole mission statement was we want everything about this film to feel real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the minute you plop a Justin Timberlake into the movie, yeah. it just pulls, right it just pulls yeah. it right out. Yeah. So it had to be nameless mm-hmm. people so that you almost had the sense it, that this it was felt like a, a documentary. documentary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people, it's funny, like when we were, you know, first doing our screenings at festivals and stuff. I mean, I think, you know, there are some people who, um, you know, they just don't really know. I, I mean, this is very basic lingo, but mm-hmm. they don't totally maybe understand what documentary means. Right. Um, yeah. And there's always people who refer to it as a documentary, and we're like, no, it's not it's documentary. Not I think reality TV, yeah. reality TV, I think, has, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so people think everything is a documentary now, right? Um, and reality were, TV is so real, yeah, yeah. so yeah. real, so very real. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we would, you know, often be at like festivals or just screenings that we had, and people would refer to it as a documentary, or they mm. would, um, and we'd always be like, it's not, this isn't actually, so, yeah, it's based on real things like yeah. all these things everything that is depicted in the film either happened to david oh, or wow. happened to someone that was some either we interviewed mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. wrote something to you know everything is yeah. real in the film it happened right. to someone yeah. yeah um and so it's like docudrama you mm-hmm. know what i mean like there is mm-hmm. there's but it's shot like, in a real fraternity yeah. house but it's yeah. all actors wow, it's all were... stage no one's drunk no one's yeah. uh well yeah. they some of them were getting drunk we didn't you know in the very beginning and right. that was not like, okay mm, um, we're like it's cool to get drunk <laughs> at the end um yeah. but when you show up drunk and then we're filming for 12 hours by the end you're hungover <laughs> and we still need you to be you're not yeah. pretty an hour in you're hungover yeah, yeah. that was if a you're mess. Me. that yeah. was not yeah. fun yeah because uh, they were they were college numbers. kids yeah they were college yeah. kids and it was a, it was a party i mean mm-hmm. we had kegs of oduls which was <laughs> i would call you know like the beer distributors <laughs> to be like did they laugh they'd ask me am i doing a psychology experiment you know and the other thing that always drove me crazy with that these damn these damn kegs of oduls were more expensive oh yeah and I'm like yeah. this does not have alcohol in it. Like, <laughs> One of the fraternities did that. At oh, one I'm of the sure. Parties to see who. It's like straight out of Freaks drunk. and Geeks. Remember oh, yeah, yeah. that episode? Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, we had like lots of kegs of O'Doul's, and uh, yeah, but people would would show up drunk, or they'd have like little flasks, or yeah. they'd be doing drugs, and uh, like well, fine, you can do all that stuff. I'm not judging, but like please don't do not it on the set. On the set, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. that's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Right. So that was definitely hard and. Um, I mean, for some of the extras, to be honest, like, I think that um, some of this was good for the movie in a way because mm-hmm. they were 
really acting like they were coming to a party. Right. Yeah. So when you're filming party scenes, it gave that it those gave scenes really sense. Sure. Well, and maybe. again, like what Jamie is saying is like all the actors were were like we're not going to cast 35 year olds to play. Right. Yeah, they were all age appropriate. Like it was all yeah. good age yeah. appropriate. Um, everything again in the service of the real. And, um, and that was really hard to find. Um, yeah. You know, these really young, inexperienced, inexperienced yeah. uh, no offense, guys, you were all amazing <laughs> um, actors that we yeah. could work with who, you who know, weren't, weren't overacting. Yeah, who weren't <laughs> overacting, um, but also, you know, had some ab- just innate ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, we just got incredibly fortunate to find the, the folks that we did. And right. I mean, it shows on the screen, like mm-hmm. the acting is Absolutely. just fantastic. And, you know, we love those guys. That those yeah. those guys are our family. Like Aww. we spent so much time together. Oh, um, yeah. You still just, talk with them? Oh yeah. Are they? Yeah. Have they done any any more acting since? Has anybody? Some of them have. Okay. Um, a lot. There was a there was kind of an exodus, an exodus. from DC <laughs> right after filming about a, about with, with six months or so after many of them moved to LA and really? a, and some of them like became roommates and like oh, you know cool. are like yeah. fast friends awesome. and have been friends for well, but, ever since. I mean, creating a picture like that, I think. Yeah. The material in itself kind of draws people together to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the like other thing is camp. like the spirit. Yeah, it was like summer camp. And the spirit yeah. of the whole thing was there was kind of a philosophy that everybody involved had to subscribe to, which is you know we we didn't pay. There was no mm-hmm. pay on mm-hmm. this film. We mm-hmm. didn't have the we didn't have the resources. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. ourselves didn't. Yeah. Pay. I mean, we've yeah. been working right. on it we, for how long? Yeah. We've not. We've passed passed we didn't yeah. get paid. We didn't pay ourselves a penny. And so, so it was favored nations. Like everyone who worked on the movie was doing this as a labor of love. Mm-hmm. They were doing it because they believed in it, mm-hmm. or because they just really believed in the team right. uh, that was creating it, or they just really wanted to be a part of mm-hmm. something that I think they sensed was yeah. sort of special. Yeah. And we didn't know though that said, <laughs> right. you know, because of yeah. the money's glue and, and, you know, right. we shot the movie was shot over an 18 month period. Oh I mean, it was about 90 shoot days spread out over those 18 months. Yeah. And the two biggest chunks, we shot three and a half weeks over the summer mm. when a fraternity house was empty. essentially yeah. empty. There right. were about five guys still living there, all of whom became extras in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, More than extras even. Yeah, mm. I mean, some of them even had yeah, like Mark. a role. And mm. um, and the thing was is that after that first chunk, we were like, okay, well, we have to stop now because school's in session and we cannot resume filming until right. winter break. Oh my God. So from end of August mm-hmm. to middle of January yeah. beginning of January nothing. we were nothing yeah. I think we shot like some little things with, with, with like just yeah. Yeah. very yeah. small yeah I think we shot I don't remember right. exactly but we came back and we said okay guys please so come back in January, please come back in January. <laughs> and don't, don't, don't cut your hair yeah. don't die yeah. your hair and, you know, some of these don't kids gain weight going, yeah they were going to college for the first semester don't gain the freshman 15 please yeah. you know, like, right. we need you to look right. exactly the same Yeah. So and we didn't know if we were going to show up on you know that first day of the second chunk and, no one would and it was just going to be tumbleweeds right. yeah. but yeah. everyone came oh, back that's amazing which yeah, was, was that's awesome. so inspiring it I was so that. much fun and everybody was excited to see each other yeah. and, um it was exciting for us we mm-hmm. shot like some that uh, there's like a lot of um big scenes that we shot in that january chunk of time yeah and uh it was pretty awesome to get everybody back and uh just fun like a it was like a reunion yeah. I mean, the whole thing if i really think about it in retrospect was kind of it was kind of crazy of me to think that this should be the feature that i make as a first independent feature yeah. film like yeah. i was like okay let me sit down and write a screenplay 
where I can put together, cobble together a budget mm-hmm. yeah. and and make this thing myself right. without yeah. having to worry about yeah. all right. of the traditional modes yeah. and methods right. of Hollywood. Yeah. So I should have written something with like four actors in a log cabin, <laughs> yeah. you know, single location. Why would you cabin. do that, David? I wrote a fraternity movie. <laughs> Literally hundreds. I think we had. I think in it? our credits, which go on for like eight minutes or something. Wow. Uh, there are, I think we counted, it was Almost like 500. 600 people. And every oh single God. one of our extras is in the credits, which wow. people don't do. No, they don't yeah. do. But you know, we obviously were going to do that. These people made the movie what it right. was. All the people who came to the parties, all the classroom mm-hmm. scenes, you know, um, the rallies, the mm-hmm. everything. So yeah. we felt it was important to us, you know, to make sure that everybody got at least credit. In the oh, absolutely. Credits. So if you look at our film in the credits, it's like the when you get down to the, the, the extras, there's just yeah. like goes on. You know, I did. Two I, minutes. When I when I watched your film. <laughs> I did watch all the credits because I needed a little more time to just sit with <laughs> digest. Like, sure, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And that was that was what I love so much because I I know this is a shocker, but I was in a sorority in college. I know that you couldn't see that <laughs> about me at all because um, I'm so anyway. But the just how many things was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. this is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's raw, but you're also like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I know that situation, or I heard that. Situation. I was on. I went to CCAD, and there's surprisingly not sororities or yeah. fraternities at CCAD. But I lived at Ohio State with mm-hmm. people that were in a fraternity, oh, cool. and so it was kind of a an outsider's look in mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah. you know, at first it was like, oh, this seems really cool. All these guys and the camaraderie, and then you get into some of the details, like how things work, and it yeah, it was less appealing. You know, I mean, and sure. that's that's not to say that Greek. There's life nothing. Is yeah, not, I, mean, I mean, it can be a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, I mean, my dad's my generation friends, has yeah. still talks to all of his fraternity brothers, yeah. and they're yeah. amazing. And people David's and, close with a couple. I mean, yeah. with some yeah. of his fraternity. Where yeah. did you? Okay, yeah. so that's that's the other thing I wanted to ask. So where sure. did you go to college? So I went to Indiana University, okay. and a lot of the movie is yeah. based on my experiences pledging a fraternity. That was. I know Greek life was huge there. It is still today. It still is huge. I mean, we've screened the film there. Twice. Okay. Huh. Um, and that's I mean, it's similar to Ohio State, the palatial, yeah. huge, yeah. massive yep. fraternity and sorority houses. Sure. Um, you know, frat row and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what percentage of the population is Greek, but it was a it was a yeah. heavy Greek school. And when I went there, I mean, I get it because mm-hmm. you go away to, from home first time, you're 18 years old, you yeah. are making all new friends from scratch a lot yep. of the times unless yeah. you're going scary. somewhere where you already know people and it's scary. And so here's an opportunity to like shrink your social life down mm-hmm. to this very structured thing where these yeah. guys are saying things older. By the way, when you're 18 and like mm-hmm. a 20 year old is saying to you like, bro, you're going to be my brother. You're like, oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. So, Thank you. And yeah. you're just like my big brother. Yeah. And he right. just like seems so old and wise. And yeah. so, you know, you're like, learn. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're also going to meet all these beautiful women mm-hmm. and you're yeah. going to get to have all the beer you want and mm-hmm. pizza. And... and it's a wonderful thing from day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Where did you did you graduate from Arlington? Uh, no, I went to Wellington. Actually. Oh, Wellington. Okay. Yeah. In fact, Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, you have to say it like Wellington. I think Wellington. now, you know, today, today the school is like, you know, what does it cost? Maybe two hundred thousand dollars to go there a year. When I, my day was like fifty cents, so it wasn't, you know, it's a big difference. No, but because he's ninety-seven <laughs> years old. Oh, Wellington yeah. discount yeah. program. Yeah. Yes, eighteen eleven class of eighteen eleven. <laughs> I went to a, a tiny liberal arts college uh, and there was Greek life there. Yeah. And I was just 
absolutely not interested in mm. it at all. And um, I also, I, I have never been drunk. I don't drink. I never mm-hmm. have. And so, like, the idea that you would go to a party, like, it has, ne- I have never understood. It just yeah. is not something I, I do or get. Yeah. yeah. I understand everybody else does and yay for you, but, like, yeah. it's just not my thing. And right. so, when I went to college, I was like, what? I don't get this. Mm-hmm. I was so turned off by it. It made it, it made my first like two and a half three years of college pretty miserable. I mean, I oh, hated yeah. it because it was just sure. like that's what everybody that's what did. Everybody else is doing. It was the social life. I mean, I just was bored out of my mind, and it took a long time for me to find like mm. other people who yeah. were like me because the school was so small, um, and that's just kind of what everybody did on the weekend. Which school did mm-hmm. you go? I went to Muhlenberg College, which is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I have heard of it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. But I think no. the thing that's interesting about it is like for me. It's not this binary thing where it's like you're either in it and you're for it or you're out of it and you're against yeah, it. It's, it's like I was in it, but I also had very conflicted feelings about it even yeah, when I, I was too. going through it. Yeah. It's like this yeah. – I had – you know, I'm I'm like – my mother was an English professor. I was mm-hmm. reading Emerson's Self-Reliance. It was like <laughs> all this philosophies of like, you know, have your own identity. Yeah. Don't go with yeah. the herd. Yeah. So like this idea – just from the – even in it, I was mm-hmm. like this is a click. Yeah. yeah. This is a cult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I paid am four friends. Paid right. four friends. I mm-hmm. believed all that stuff, but yeah, I still but did, did it. it. So yeah. it's like this paradox where, mm-hmm. you know, you're living this paradox. Right. Um, where some days you're like, okay, well, all I'm going to do is I'm going to ignore all the stuff that I think is ridiculous yeah. about it. And I'm just yeah. going to enjoy the stuff that I do. Yeah. yeah. Five or six genuine friends that right. I right. really yeah. made. Yeah. And it just gives you, you know, something to do. Like on the weekends, yeah. you're not sitting alone. Well, because and... there's nothing to do in Bloomington. Oh, like, besides drink. Yeah. I but mean, I mean, yeah, but I just think also, like, kid, look, there's lots of drinking that happens on university campuses that don't, that doesn't have to, to be do Greek. with yeah. Yeah, Greek life. Yeah. So right. I think, you know, there's there's plenty of that. The other thing I, I think is interesting that people always bring up to us, um, you know, you see the hazing and you hear the, you know, about the horrible, you know, things that happen when these kids pass away and are mm-hmm. killed in hazing incidents. And people are always saying to me, like, I just don't understand why anybody would do it. I mean, if somebody tried to get me to do this, that or the other, I'd tell them to fuck off and I'd be out the door. And what we always say, and which I think you see very clearly because David mm-hmm. crafted the screenplay yep. in this way, it is classical conditioning. It is. It is like, you know, a li- something that's a little bad or, you know, first mm-hmm. the things are, well, first the things are completely innocuous, right? I mean, right. you're like serving meals to the active brother. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little worse. Yeah. But then you get a prize. Right. And yeah. then it's a little worse. And, then, and you're being supported. And the you're being supported. Time, so you feel and there's like, always nice yeah. guys, you know, the nice uh, older older mm-hmm. brothers or sisters, you know, if you're in a sorority and just goes back and forth. And so yeah. it's like it, they just reel you in. Right. Yeah. And this is the same uh, mechanism, by the way, psychologically as domestic the way the domestic violence yeah, works oh and why people don't leave abusive yeah. relationships, right. because the person who's the abuser will abuse. But then present flowers and apologies and you know this is never going to happen again and all of this and then when it happens again so this has been shown i think and i'm not a psychology professor or anything so i don't or a psychologist or a psychologist but the thing is that like like (laughs) it sounded good (laughs) operant conditioning the idea of alternating punishment reward has been demonstrated to be almost like a glue that adheres followers to the leader Mm -hmm. sure is who is yeah you know inflicting us with these these pains. I I mean and Stockholm syndrome too. Mm-hmm. And Stockholm syndrome. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of psychological mechanisms at play with why someone would would do these kinds of things. But yeah. I mean for me um also I mean I always talk about the fact that 
when you are 18, you don't think that anything that you are doing is dangerous or is right. actually going to hurt you. I mean, you're yeah. invincible. I did. I was a neurotic, anxious person. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I never drank and wasn't in the party. Well, maybe yeah. we shouldn't have drank. <laughs> it would have been better. Well, no, I mean, I could probably, I mean, there are probably half a dozen times where I could have died. Yeah. I just didn't realize that the amount of alcohol I was consuming yep. could kill me. Yeah. Right. And, or being force fed right. could kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so I think that the way I look at it is if you don't think you're actually going to be seriously injured or die, yeah. then it is akin to an amusement park ride mm-hmm. yeah. or when you go to see a horror film. Mm-hmm. We, why do we love horror movies and like being these, you know, scared yeah. and being confronted with really our own death in a way? Because like, it's not real. Because it's not real. I'm in the safety right. yeah. of the theater. I'm in the safety of a secure mm-hmm. roller coaster. So yeah. I'm not actually going to be hurt. Um so the same thing with hazing is yeah. I'm going to go through this and it's an adrenaline And rush. everybody else yeah. has been through it right. and they made it through mm-hmm. fine. So yes. I can trust these people, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are nice to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, and every year there are more deaths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, David uh, has gone now or he hasn't gone to, but we've screened the school at uh, this. We've screened the film at like. <laughs> are you drawing penises on paper? <laughs> oh, he, yeah. Agreed. Um <laughs> We've screened the film now at, like, almost 70 schools, I think. Oh, wow. And uh, not that David hasn't gone to every one of them, but, the, the we you know, we offer a package where you can screen the film. It comes with a discussion guide. So that's been a great way to kind of really Do you guys change. go when they do it? We can go. So okay. it depends on, you know, the budget and oh, the people. Yeah, so yeah. David and we also work with another guy named Scott Haight who um, they they present a workshop. The facilitator. Yeah, okay. facilitate a workshop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, this is the last thing I'll say about it, but it's like, you know, Kids are dying every single year. And when David goes to, to do these screenings and he asks, you know, who's familiar with Tim Piazza? Nobody knows. This mm. is the kid that was killed at Penn State, what, two years ago? 2017. Mm. Um, and it's like, this is another Big Ten school. This is like in yeah. our backyard. And maybe. what happened to him was caught on surveillance camera. Yeah. And so still, meanwhile, these kids are kind of a jail. game changer. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of awareness. Wow. Yeah. And so we really like to say... Um, it's, there's still not enough awareness. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. still not enough. All that said, it should be said that we never set out to make this movie yeah. as like <clears throat> a talking point. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, we yeah. just made a movie. Right. Yeah. And to me, it's a movie that transcends even Greek life. Like it's really about of course, human yeah. nature mm-hmm. and relationships yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. And so um, it was a surprise to us when colleges wanted to utilize it as yeah. a teaching tool. Yeah. And we're happy to have it be right. that. That's great if right. we can prevent some... You know, it like fed my soul a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh, great. This is awesome. Yeah. If you can, if you can get one person to think yeah. before something happens, then you have succeeded. Yeah, yeah of course. And yeah. I, I mean, again, I think that that's what stood out to me was not that it was like you were trying to teach me something through this, but right. it made me reflect on my own experiences. And I have since I've seen it, I have fought back and forth like, well, they didn't haze us. Hmm. You know, and it was sort of going like. What is the degree? What is the level? And yes, my sorority was mm-hmm. wonderful and they didn't, you know, I personally don't think, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my experience could have been different. I was also an actor. I got out of a lot of things mm-hmm. for late night rehearsals. <laughs> Sorry, I can't be there. Uh, but just to think some of the stories of the guys that were in the fraternities. And I went to Otterbein, which is small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were all local, so it. it didn't really matter. But yeah. Yeah, it made me think. And I, I I believe that you guys have done an excellent job of Thank of you. that Thanks. in itself. And that's that's what a good 
film should do. Right. Yeah. I mean, it should stick with you. Yeah. Right. And I think the other thing too is, um, you know, we, uh, well, a couple of things. One, when we made the film, it was sort of like this idea that, well, we've seen lots of fraternity movies. I mean, mm-hmm. ever since Animal House, right? Yeah. But they've yeah. all, for the most part, been com- zany comedies, yeah. Right? Yeah. maybe campy, campy horror right. films. Yeah. yeah. And I thought there was space to do something that was more authentic and sure. more raw mm-hmm. and more real. And so that was kind of the, that was the, the decision-making process. Yeah. yeah. And then the other part of it, too, which you'll probably appreciate as a theater. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, why I talk to you, David, yeah. all the time. Um, that's how I talk to people on the theater. Oh, so nice. Um, we really appreciate all that. So, um, is, uh, I was like, okay, what's the story? You know, yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. Well, let's base it on Greek mythology. Mm. Let's base the whole yeah. narrative on uh, essentially Euripides the Bacchae. Mm-hmm. And so that gives it that universal thing. Right. And also, um, I think, you know, it's just fun, the idea of Greek life, Greek mm-hmm. myth. Yeah. And obviously, since the story of the Bacchae is, I don't know, how many thousands of years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many thousands of years old that is, maybe yeah. 14 million years old. But it just shows like that this Probably stuff has been going old. on, you know, yeah. way before yeah. Uh, yeah. Greek life existed. And how it continues. That it, I mean, it's still still happening. Right. Yeah. It's timeless, unfortunately. And in other forms. um, Yeah. You know, whether it's the military or um, other things. Sports teams. Sports ball. But I also think, like, (laughs) even on a totally different level, like, we were talking about the psychological mechanisms at play. Yeah. When you talk about somebody who's gradually over time um, being dehumanized mm-hmm. essentially yeah it's the same psychological mechanism that allows for things like abu Ghraib, the holocaust mm-hmm. you know yes yeah. you know Downward. this is just you know that manufactured by a bunch of you know rich kids right seriously <laughs> seriously been dressed up as like a, a fun zany thing in yeah. so many comedies and yeah it yeah. sounds fun i mean yeah yeah you watch animal house it's like yeah I want a group of friends like that, but yeah, yeah. well, Well, (laughs) a few of them maybe. (laughs) Are you, are you writing anything now? Yeah, I'm actually, um, it's probably too ambitious. I'm writing three things at once. Um, yeah, I mean, that was born partly out of a little indecisiveness, obviously, (laughs) but also I think just the idea that because the landscape uh, of the industry has changed so much and it seems right now that the hot thing is is television shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, not traditional TV, but yeah. like, you know, Netflix like shows. series. Yeah, series. And so most of my ideas, for whatever reason, I don't know why, they kind of naturally gravitate to features. Okay. That's kind of what I, up through the making of this film, was sort of mm-hmm. dead set on. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, you yeah. know, I'm not a yeah. television guy. But I think also the reputation of TV mm-hmm. has shifted so much. We're in, as many people say, the golden age of television. Um, and it really is. Because, it is. You know, yeah. again, there's so many great shows and mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many features yeah. I've yeah. really even seen. I've yeah. watched mm-hmm. just a lot more series. Right. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out how to uh, develop and flesh out some of these ideas into a TV show. And I just right. haven't figured out which of these three, if any, are going to kind mm. of. Do you think that's because of people's attention spans? 
that they're to, longer that, or shorter? That they're shorter. Because <laughs> oh, each that, episode is Yeah, shorter? so that you can say, I mean, people binge watch, so they'll yeah, spend right. 13 hours on it. But yeah. they can also say, well, I only watched one episode last night. Like, it's yeah. a prideful. I feel like the length is keeps people coming back. So, like, you mm. see the hour of, of Game of Thrones and it ends with a cliffhanger. You're like, oh, my God, that wasn't enough Game of Thrones. I could watch this for another hour, you know? Yeah. Which is what movies are. Yeah. You know, movies are a two-hour kind of block of time that are self-contained mostly so it's and a it's a tactful method then really yeah yeah no it's really yeah. it's actually really kind of genius yeah. It's like, yeah let's break this into bite-sized pieces yeah so you want yeah more. you want more yeah it's and like then that's all these only six pieces. episode run oh my god you know yeah. it's like <laughs> next season they're getting eight you know and yeah. Yeah. yeah the other thing that's i mean i think it's a double-edged sword i mean on the one hand i think that it's really cool because I haven't seen this done right before where people will adapt novels into Mm. a film because Mm -hmm. usually when you try to adapt a novel into a feature length film it's like an hour and a half or two hours long it's not enough it just it doesn't work it takes out so many pieces it takes out so many pieces and you just lose so much from the novel and if you're Mm -hmm. someone who actually reads the novel the movie will never live up except for Fight Club Except for Fight Club. Well. I did not know that was a novel. <laughs> and everything was illuminated. But everything that was because was they picked literally a third of that book and yeah. adapted it as okay. into a movie and they ignored the other two thirds. Mm. And so that's the way you have to do it. But now that yeah. you can adapt a novel into a limited series, which mm-hmm. is 10 one-hour episodes, and you that's, can tell the story in 10 hours. You can. You have a, yeah. essentially a 10-hour feature, but broken into right. these mm-hmm. pieces, giving you the illusion right. that you're watching something shorter when in actuality you're watching something much longer. Yeah. yeah. But then you get character development. Yeah. You can you take the get, time with it. Yeah. yeah. You get the richness of mm-hmm. that. Now, I say it's a double-edged sword because I also feel like there's a lot of glop out there where I've mm-hmm. been watching shows now where I'm starting to see, it seems like they're trying to stretch. Stretch them. Oh my gosh. To make it that right? long. Yeah. Get, no. I'm get, why am I so bored? Why am I on yeah. my phone and not yeah. watching the right. thing? I've actually, uh, there's uh, for Netflix, not to, you know, dig on Netflix, but what they'll, I've heard what they do is they bring in like better writers for like the first couple of episodes mm. of a series. And then for like the middle of the series, they'll give it to sort of a B team and then bring, the A team back in for like the last two episodes. So you literally get like, you know, that's why you get to like episode six of a show on Netflix and you're kind of like, yeah, Mm, okay, there's two more episodes of this. Let me just kind of dive into Yeah. And and, Hmm. yeah. And I've also heard people who say to me like, Oh, you've got to watch X show. You you got to watch (laughs) X show, but, but, but But wait, wait until episode six, because that's where it gets good. Yeah. But you have and to you're get like, really? That. Right. I gotta watch five yeah. hours yeah. before it gets good. Five solid hours. Two and a half features yeah. before it gets good. Yeah. There's that uh, Halt and Catch Fire. We like ended up loving that series, mm-hmm. but the whole first season, our like very dear friend Matt, who also is a co producer on Hayes and also plays Kilman, okay. one of the probably, I think, the worst villain, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, Halt and Catch Fire. Just the first season's not that great, but get through it. And then the rest of it's really good. And we're like, a whole season. Jesus. That's a lot. But, I mean, ultimately, he was right. And we made it through the first season. So, halt and catch fire. Well, and I don't don't think that, I mean, you guys are different. Ben's different. I don't think that people understand character development and its necessity as much. If you care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to care about the characters. Mm -hmm. You should. (laughs) And honestly, like I feel like uh, I've seen movies, Hollywood films that have come out recently that like there's no character development mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like if i had had you know yeah. more time with you know xyz then yeah maybe i might care a little bit more right. about the fact that she just fell off a balcony or something like yeah. that i mean right. I, there's i can't think of a hollywood movie that i've seen i, I mean i can't even think of the last one that i thought was unless they're like serious films movie. yeah and i just yeah. can't even but yeah. i also you know to me the difference between like an indie film and a hollywood film is 
different. Well, that's actually a really good <laughs> yeah. point because, yeah. because yeah. It, you know, it's funny how even the world defines independent right. is I think you're talking about, okay, anything made outside of a studio, but right. you could still have like 10 massively right. named actors in yeah. a sure. $20 million budget because right. 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 sure. it wasn't made by Disney. Yeah. You know? And, you know, our film, <laughs> I think is in the purest sense of the Absolutely. word was independent yeah. because it was made all with, you know, insider dollars, very, you know, we, we say it's a zero budget movie because it yeah. essentially was. Yeah. Um, and again, no name, no names involved. Yeah. Um, I mean, except for Jamie Ehrenberg, the producer. Um, <laughs> she's hot. Yeah. She's so hot right now. And the question still <laughs> remains. I mean, I think the verdict is out there whether or not um, this could be repeated. Yeah. Mm. Because, um, because even even now, I say one of the biggest lessons I learned mm. from the making of this movie, even though I would not do it any differently. Yeah. yeah. In this yeah. movie. In this movie, because, again, like I say, the nature of the film requires right. that you not have a name in it. Yeah. It, the next thing I were to make, if it was going to be independent, I would still try to get a name. Yeah. Because I learned that in <laughs> yeah. order to. So I've done some film acting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in order to sell She was in Buckeye Pawn commercials. So yeah, yeah, I did a pawn shop commercial. <laughs> so I'm ready for you. Let's do it. Hey, one of my three ideas is all about pawning. <laughs> we always said that like the Dean who is not in the film a ton, you know, like if we could have, we could have had that be like a name actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, like someone cameo that, that can be. Yeah, shot out pretty quickly and mm-hmm. things like that. But, you know, I mean, I don't think it would have... I It it could have worked for Hayes. It wouldn't have then been the movie that we wanted to right. make. But right. I think, yeah. you know, we that's one of the big lessons. I mean, again, it's like a lesson we learned. We knew we could have done that. We just right. chose not to. Well, also, I, think, I hate that. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. I mean, I just hate the fact that you see these independent films, mm-hmm. these, like, very small independent films, where you see, like, on the movie poster... There's yeah. a huge image of Samuel Jackson's head, right? Because he's, he's in it 12 seconds. 12 seconds. I would have yes. said Denzel, but and yes. And nobody else is in the movie yeah. that you've ever seen yeah. before. And, yeah. and you just, it's just a marketing yeah. thing. Yeah, and he's the wizened old guy that shows up and gives the, the hero just a little bit of advice at the right, right time. Yeah. And yeah, but and it's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy, right? Because yeah. it's like, um, okay, I don't know. Maybe I know that there is a public starved for celebrity. Right. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that exists. Yeah. yeah. I'm not that guy. Right. So it's also hard for me to like relate. And I don't even yeah. know if that is my audience. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, people are tuning into the kinds of films that I'm going to make for the story. Yeah. Not the yeah. celebrity aspect mm-hmm. sure. of it. Sure. But you still kind of have to play the game if you want to. If you want anyone the, to see the movie. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to make like a living, like right. if you're going to yeah. decide that you're like, you're going to, I've always said it's such a struggle as a filmmaker, because like, if you're a novelist or mm-hmm. a painter, you could get a teaching job yeah, and you can write your book and paint your paintings. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's essentially you by yeah. yourself doing yeah. your thing. Yeah. Film is such a collaborative mm-hmm. art form and it's so expensive, even in today's digital right. age, um, to do it right. You just mm-hmm. big box. Yeah. So, yeah. um, how do you, if you could make a living, you know, as an insurance salesman, but yeah. make movies, right. then I would just be like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's also the question of, do you want an audience? Yeah. And um, I think, I mean, in some ways we had really great timing with Hayes in terms of getting it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. When, when, um, when we released the film, we hired a publicist mm-hmm. who placed our trailer on various Cool. online yeah. platforms. Yeah. And one of the platforms they got it on was iTunes trailers. Mm. And okay. the day it was released, it jettisoned to the number one trailer on iTunes. 
iTunes. Wow. Like, it wasn't that exact day. No, 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 it wasn't Within that. the it was like first a, few days. Yeah, about a week later. Yeah, it was. Did you have a, like that days. thing you do moment where you have the headphones on, like screaming down the street? Oh, no, yeah. actually, I'll tell you what happened. It was similar. David was out of town. I don't, you were. I was screening on a college campus. Yeah, he was screening at a university because Texas. it was like right at National Hazing Prevention Week. Mm. So he was mm. out of town and I was uh, at Whole Foods. And, uh, you know, since it had come on iTunes trailers, we were like, we're number 16. It was, yeah, it was like, you know, number 16. And then like the next day it was like number five or something. And we were both like, what? And, you know, friends of ours were like sending us screenshots of like, (laughs) you know, raising up. And then I was like in in Whole Foods and it was number one. Oh my God. And you called me. I called David. I just started crying. Aw. I was like, how is this happening? Like, mm. I, I'm going to cry now thinking about Aww. it. I mean, just That's we awesome. put our everything yeah. into making this movie for so long. It was your first yeah. baby. Yeah. We sacrificed years years mm-hmm. for this movie. Um, it, it was just a, a struggle and a choice that we had to keep making to stick with it. Right. When everything told us, just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not worth it. You're giving up years of your life. Yeah. Your me, my career, income. our income for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was managing the Raw McDonald House when mm. when I decided to quit my job and move to L.A. to make this movie. And, yeah. you know, I had really a plan of what I wanted my life to look like. And this yeah. was now taking it in a different direction, which I don't regret, but it just wasn't That's, what I expected. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, just to see that happen, that it went mm-hmm. to number one. And, I mean, at that point, we didn't... Um, trying to remember i mean we didn't have the netflix deal yet no that's mm-hmm. what yeah, i think i think that, that played a huge so, role okay so yeah. what happened was we're at whole foods i see this happen <laughs> i try i call david and i'm like in whole foods like holy fuck like <laughs> no this isn't i can't i mean yeah i so called my I, dad and i couldn't because i didn't have access to like a television and I wanted take, a to take a photo yeah, yeah. of <laughs> the trailer on yeah. them right. as number one our like yeah. tiny you know independent no budget movie is up there like above you know movie like Big movie. Every yeah. other poster is like huge actors. And yeah. Stars and we and just were like, how so is this cool. happening? And so then I'm like in the line and I'm checking out and the lady says to me, um, how's your day? And I was like, honestly, this is like the best day I've had in a really, <laughs> really long time. And Did that was like, her? I don't remember. I don't you think probably I showed, showed her. I think I might have shown her my phone. Yeah. Um, and this was when I was like really just coming out of this severe postpartum depression mm. that I had fallen yeah. into. And. She kind of needed that. Right? I just yeah. needed yeah. this, right? And I and I showed. I think I did show her the phone, and mm-hmm. then I immediately felt awful that I had just told this woman that it was the best day that I had had in years when I had literally delivered a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 within the year. I was like, I love you, Leo. I love you, <laughs> but holy yeah. shit, to see like yeah. something That's, that we they're had two just, separate entities. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I, very similar, honestly. But oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, but just like yeah. to see something that I had just you know my career. I mean, and I don't really intend to make any more movies I don't think I don't think that's my thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. Dave, but then every now and then so I'm David like tells we need to <laughs> but I have to say though it, it is um it's enticing because I know we're good at it you yeah. Know? Like, yeah you guys are I see what we made and um along with Matt who's our co-producer and mm-hmm. like I said please kill him like I'm texting him every now and then just being like can we please just like get a few million bucks and make something really good because there's not anything really good and I just know we can do it and yeah We've got, you know, the between the two of them and then I, you know, they tell me ideas and I'm like, how about we do this? And they're like, that's really good. Do you want to write? Nope. Mm-mm, I'm not making any movies. You know, and then they're like, sure, you're not. You keep saying that. I know. You? It's like my Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, are you guys hard on your own work? 
as artists? I'm really hard on, like, I watch Haze and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I, I do that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm uh, everything that I do, and I this is not a good thing to say, but I don't like anything that I do, right. even though other people. I'm in say most it. of Ben's things. Just wanted That's to lay that out there. Mostly why? <laughs> no, but it's that it, I know a lot of people that kind of like as soon as they produce something, it's it's not what they see and hear right. in your head, and then therefore it's not. I don't know. It doesn't live up to what your expectation. To like uh, to come around to it. It wasn't yeah. certainly what was. I think what we originally expected. I think you're more critical of the everything. End. No, well, yes, that's the very true. You're that's definitely. What we're supposed to do. And I don't want this to sound like I'm saying, "Hey, no, tear no, your no. movie apart." Oh, no, 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 yes. No, 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 no. I mean, I do. What's think, wrong like, with it? <laughs> no, I think Jamie's more critical of yes things in general, and also uh, and me, um, and with also glares. Of, uh, just the end product, I guess, more so. Mm-hmm. I have this weird thing where I'm very insecure and and critical of the during the process. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm writing, mm-hmm. I constantly am like, you know, uh, will you read this or listen to this yeah. and tell me if I, you know, if I should quit because <laughs> I suck and I'm deluding yeah. myself mm-hmm. and this is ridiculous. Meanwhile, and, everything he writes, he'll like read it to me and I'm like, that's done. You yeah. don't even need right. to like, like don't look at first it again. draft done. done. Yeah. yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas I'm not. I'm. I well, someone says like, "Yo, it sounds great." Done. You go, "What are you? What do you mean? Yeah, sounds great." Right. What? Yeah. 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 Right. And so I. And so yeah. It's like I mean I do trust Jamie a lot, and her. Mm-hmm. I value her opinion. That's why I like to share things with her, and so I know that she will tell me the truth. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. she's not going to just butter me up. Right. Partly be, for very um, for survival reasons. Yeah. yeah. Because. If I'm going to keep doing this and yeah. try, trying to struggle, <laughs> we are going, going to suffer. You are going to struggle. Yeah. 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 So she's like, got a vested like, interest in right. you. Are, you suck. You should go get an insurance job. Yeah. So Or whatever. I don't know why it's insurance. Like my grandfather sold insurance. It's a very respectable position. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did say to him oh yesterday, if you think you could do anything else, and I, we've mm. said this to other people. Yeah. If you think you could be happy doing anything else, you should do it. Mm-hmm. And that's key. Be happy because right. I think being an artist in some ways is like a disease. It's, it's like you have yes. this thing and you can't do anything else no. because you have this disease. It's mm-hmm. like you are compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm stating that in a very negative way. But I also think like without um, art, <laughs> the world nothing. would be a cold, crappy place. Yes. And so we need this disease. It's a very. Yeah. Good Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Disease. No, right. yeah. I don't I don't I don't have the. The, the film producing disease. Yeah. So I don't think I have There's to. There's a cream it. for that. <laughs> that's <laughs> an ointment. Yeah. That's like you, if you went and got your law degree and you made some buco bucks for this family, then it's like, okay. Yeah, David's always right. saying, yeah. are you sure you want to be a lawyer? Aren't you want to be a lawyer? Like, yeah. Are you sure My you dad mean? always said, marry a doctor, would you please? Right. <laughs> Our whole family is music and theater. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've, I often am like, if you think you could be happy, but I also am, you know, his biggest cheerleader, his biggest mm-hmm. supporter. I that's don't awesome. want him to do anything else. And I want him to, follow his bliss and mm-hmm. make art because it's really freaking good. Yeah. So is. I want him to contribute to the world in that way. Yeah. And does it mean, you know, that we make a lot of hard choices and, and struggle and stuff? Yeah, of course. But it's like, but you're doing, I it want him it. to be the person he is. I don't right. want him to be, you know, someone other. And then the other yeah. thing is like, if I, if I wasn't supportive of this and he went and got a job doing something, he'd be miserable. Mm-hmm. Do and I want you to live with that with guy? That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like, but, yeah. That's the other thing list, too, man. is I think that, um, I mean, it's an everyday choice, mm-hmm. you know, every day you have to sort of get up and say, am I going to keep doing this? Do right. I want to continue making this sacrifice? And as life 
moves forward and like your life changes, you have mm-hmm. children and you enter new chapters, like those choices, be, the stakes sort of get higher yeah. and the sacrifices you're making feel larger. Right. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. becomes even harder to continue to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And the thing I think that's um, really fascinating to me, and I have to remind myself of this constantly, and I think podcasts like this one and mm-hmm. all many other podcasts that I listen to out there. Your are, favorite one ever, the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. <laughs> plug, plug another podcast. Yeah, I'm plugging Brett Easton uh, Ellis' podcast. Well, just <laughs> stuff that actually talk about to industry folk about the realities of yeah. their experience. Yeah. What, what you learn, what I think becomes a theme is that so many people out there are doing this, but they're not necessarily making a living at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even on the surface, like you say, oh, their movie's on Netflix. Like they must be yeah. either swimming in it or like they're on their way or they could make whatever they want next. And, it's that's not, not that. the way it's, it that's works. Not, that's not the way it works. No. You kind right. of start from scratch every time. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, not everybody. Obviously, once you reach a certain right. level, uh, <laughs> yeah. right. that's not the case and it becomes easier. But you're definitely clawing to get to that place. Yeah. And it's a much longer climb right. than pe- most people. Well, think. you don't know yeah. how long you're going to stay up there once you get up there. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at Shannon yeah. Doherty. <laughs> that is such wow. a wow! I don't know where that came from. <laughs> She's listening He's right now, going, "Hey, yeah. you can go ahead, hey, Shannon." That one. <laughs> yeah. right. Shannon's listening. She's gonna turn it off right now. But the other thing that I tell myself sometimes is, not only is, would the world be a cold, dark place without art, yeah, but it'd also be kind of a a uh, cold, dark place if it was only art of a certain kind, mm. which is yes. the art that is easily packaged and mass yeah. produced. Mass produced. Yeah. Right. So we need the strugglers. It's the right. difference between going to McDonald's and going to an independent steakhouse. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, 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 Amazon cannot be the only bookseller on the planet. Right. We right. need yeah. little charming oh, yeah. shops. Yeah. yeah. And the world is already kind of a colder place because we've lost so many so of many. those. And so I almost feel like it's a moral responsibility mm-hmm. to continue uh, yeah. and press forward and try Preach to put something on. out. Yes! Yes, queen! <laughs> yes, queen! It's inspiring as hell. No, I love Honestly. it. Honestly. I love yeah. it. You guys are amazing. Thanks. And yeah. I love that we had a random choice Condado <laughs> 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 meeting once. Like, oh, right. I think it was about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. even over wow. queso. Queso brings people together. Well, we got to get, we have to get together more often. I know we do. You guys are awesome. Thanks Thank you so much this. for coming on. This was a Thanks perfect Thanks for ending. having us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>